Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. sixth episode of the stone cold silver podcast coming to you a little later than normal yeah just a little just a touch a whole week yeah you think anyone noticed yeah <laughs> carolyn noticed uh, i'm sure she yeah, right. does she still listen i think she does oh, okay um, i love how you don't even actually as, know yeah maybe not as uh frequently as she used to she's on the peloton behind me right now uh, okay I was gonna say, so considering hopefully. she's literally there for half the conversation, half being right. you, your 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 component, uh, it's probably a bit redundant to listen to it again. Yeah. So, the reason why we weren't able to record last week was because we ended up moving last weekend, uh, and then some things happened that prevented us from recording. And I'll sort of get into it. Got to say, you you you've moved more on this podcast than me. Like you you move a lot, son. <laughs> just take this if we take this by the metrics by the number of times that you've moved compared to me mm-hmm. how many times have you moved on this podcast so i've actually moved quite a lot when i was younger but that was my dad's decision not mine you know but right as an adult when we were recording this podcast i was already at my mom's you know working through grad school and um and then lane and i got married and we moved in now, technically, I did have that stint in uh, in uh, Seattle for three months. That doesn't count. But that, that doesn't, doesn't count. count. Yeah. So really, really just once. Yeah, I have moved. We started recording the podcast three years ago, four years ago. No, six years ago. <laughs> six years ago. It's, Jesus, right? It's, it's been like 2014. <laughs> Because it was six we, years ago. I think we started uh, September 2014, if I remember correctly, from like those old, old oh files God. I used to have. Because yeah. we, we were doing this, I was, I was in Seattle five years ago, uh, 2015, so. That's crazy. If that is the case, then we started this when I was living in 75 West Street, so all the way downtown. I think you stopped by once to that apartment, Couple, right? A few times, yeah. A few, a few times? Yeah, more than once. I came by with Lena one time where I think yeah. she ended up taking a nap on the couch. Um, came by there before, like literally stopped in before we went to Brazil. It was like an in and out. Yes. Um, yeah, yes. Yeah, a few times. I played all and of, uh, what's that one game on the on the PS4 when you had the PS4? Journey. Uh, Journey, yeah. I played all of Journey. <laughs> when place. did that happen i have no clue that's what i'm trying to think did you stay at my place and i not and i wasn't there no i never stayed when you weren't there you were there you watched me play the whole thing i don't think lena was there that day i'm pretty sure it was just me and i have no idea when or why it may have just yeah. been one of those random trips to new york city that we made we which we actually oh, used to yeah, do yeah. we used to do like quite often. once or twice a year and yeah we haven't been in forever right well after a certain point yeah it just became less and less like reasonable for you guys to come and do that yeah but uh the so yeah i moved from 75 west to my first move was to the, into the studio and then the studio into the one bedroom and the one bedroom into the two bedrooms so that is okay so not move. a crazy amount one move into the studio one move into one bedroom so it's three moves yeah yeah it's not that bad i mean this move is literally within the same building yeah that's true yeah that's true 
Here, here um, I am raining on your parade. Do you, is there a story that you want to tell about the movie? Is there any? Are there any specific details you got to give? So we uh, we started moving on Friday night, and the reason for that was the super allowed. He sort of said, "Listen, I'm gonna. He's the one that helped us move. What he's gonna do is." open the door up early for us so that we can go in and just like slowly start to move stuff. Um, That's So, dope. yeah, we had about, we bought 20 banker boxes. It's like, you know, Earl showed me to show me the banker box trick many years ago. And it's like the, my preferred way to move. You don't need to tape up any boxes. You can like origami the boxes really quickly together and they're really sturdy and reusable. And so we had packed around 20 banker boxes worth of stuff. And then so we were working on that Friday. The super hits us up. It goes, hey, if you want, you can come up. The door is open. We met him. He goes, yeah, just try and keep it down. Don't make too much noise. But here's a cart, like a special cart for you guys. Because in the lobby of our building, there's our, there are six large luggage carts. But he gave us a smaller cart that's like open on both sides as opposed to being only open on one side there's like all these like you know whatever things yeah, about it yeah. so we just started stacking banker boxes and then putting like you know riding the elevator from the 29th floor to the 45th floor and there was only a couple times where we had to like let a an elevator go because we weren't gonna fit especially with covid right we weren't really, really thinking of like jamming our way in yeah of course and Right, and then we were able to move all 20 boxes relatively quickly. We also moved, like, a couple of extra, like, uh, clothing, like, you know, bins that we had. Like, these, like, you know, they're almost like the the wire baskets. I was going to say your winter clothes, but at this point, your summer clothes probably, right? Well, also our winter clothes, because we we always keep our winter jackets in the hallway closet. It's just, like, the easiest place to store. It's, like, the jacket closet, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, So we moved all of that stuff. We moved all of our clothing up. Essentially, the only things that were left were some last-minute kitchen stuff that we were still using. Uh, We had already transitioned to, like, paper products at that point. All of our furniture and, like, some small things here and there that were, like, you know, bathroom stuff. Like, you know, the squatty potty, the the plunger, the brush. Like, stuff that we're not going to have our super move, obviously. Uh, that yeah. we we just sort of kept to the very end because we knew we were still going to like give the place a, a small cleaning uh, thing at the end. Right. And then, you know, we we go to bed pretty late on that Friday because we actually unboxed all of the kitchen stuff. And I basically, you know, Caroline, we unpacked all the kitchen stuff really relatively quickly. Uh, so it felt good to like know that one room was essentially done and dusted. That's good. We were so... You know, what's, what made this move also easy was a lot of the layouts were very similar. So we didn't have to, like, rethink, like, where does this go? Where does that go? I see. I see. It was like, you know, if it went in this drawer here, it's going to go in this drawer up there. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we went to bed. Saturday morning, wake up. He's like, all right, I'm here to help you move. You just let us know. He goes, you go into the new apartment. We will move everything. And when we bring in something, you tell us where to put it. So we were just standing there. And I've had Oliver in a backpack. Because he was like, he was a little wily, a little uh, a little nervous on moving day. Yeah. And so, just kept him in a backpack with me walking around. And they'd come in with like the dining table. We'd tell him where to put the dining table. Come in with the entertainment console. We'd tell him where to put that. You know, tell him where to put the, the work desk and all that stuff. And honestly, the whole thing took about like 90 minutes for him and one other crew member to move. And so, it felt really nice and, you know, no That's issues. Awesome. Yeah, and so we were in the new apartment relatively quick.
quickly. We went back down a couple of trips to like grab a couple of weird boxes where things aren't really fitting. And, you know, we, we spackled all of the holes in the wall and um, just like some minor things that had to happen. Yeah. Uh, but we were out of that place essentially a day early. And then on the Sunday, we just returned the keys. Um, and then we were just like unpacking, getting the place settled. We knew that there was, you know, uh, more, uh, let's say, projects that needed to happen. Like we needed to hang up all the artwork. We needed to hang up our like, you know, running metals holder plaque thing. I'm looking at our office and we needed to get another like a uh, bookshelf case thing. Um, and so <clears throat> we were still like thinking about layouts and all that stuff. And then going into Monday, the Verizon guy comes, he comes, you know, he's a little late. I remember oh, telling you like he was supposed to come here between 8.30 and 9.30. And then at 9.15, he's like, oh, we're reassigning you a new Verizon tech. He should be there soon. So 45 minutes after the initial window, they show up. And he goes, he's, he's apologetic. It's not his fault. You know, somebody else must have dropped it or, or whatever. Yeah, he gets assigned yeah. to it. He right. shows up. He's super professional. Wires up everything relatively quickly and then leaves. So it's like, All right, great. We finally have internet. We can start to get to work. And so we're starting to work. And then, you know, I'm letting you know that, hey, you know, we're unpacking things. We're slowly unboxing, moving stuff around, doing final placements of things. And... um. Tuesday, we're still working. We never really talked about recording quite yet because I think I was still in like moving headspace. I know you were busy with work. Yeah. And then by the time it got, to, and it was also like right before Thanksgiving. So we're trying to figure right, out. Right. Like, it was Thanksgiving know, weekend. I can't, right? I forgot. It was Thanksgiving week. This weekend's flown by. I know. So it's like, you know, not, not so much that you and I are traveling anywhere, but there's like stuff you got to do. You got to yeah, get yeah. ready. You got to, yep. you know, clean the house, get all the groceries bought and all that. And so even before thinking like, hey, maybe we find a time to record on Wednesday, our internet cut out. And so the thing is like our internet has cut out before. It was always this thing where I bought this Nighthawk router. It's a, a Nightlink or a, a, what's the what's the router? P, uh, let me see. Let me pull it up right now. It is a Netgear Nighthawk, like yeah. AC, whatever, yep. whatever, whatever. Yeah, I got the um, same one. Or one of those, yeah. actually. Not the same. I don't know if it's the same one or not, but yeah. And uh, every once in a while, it's like a Nighthawk R7000. It's like a flat-looking black router with like three big antennas in the back. Yep. Um, and all of a sudden, like, you know, in the past, you know, things would drop every once in a while. You'd have to reset the router. I don't. I don't know how often that happens with you. If that's like an issue that you ever have to deal with, it does not happen to me anymore. And why is that? I guess there's could be a variety of reasons. Um, I think one of them might be. One of them could just be the router sucks. Um, mm -hmm. I'm trying to quickly see if I have the same one. Another one. Is it? Is it? Does it like disconnect or is it just slow and you have to reset it? Sometimes the internet just cuts out, and then mm. we have to reset it, which is frustrating. Hmm. So I do not. I know. thought, like, do I have a defective router? Yada yada yada. I'm trying to figure out, like, right, do I need to right. align my router to some settings that the, you know, the Verizon box has that I'm not aware of? And uh, so I was hoping in the new place that 
we wouldn't be running into these issues. And uh, next thing you know, router completely dies. I'm trying to reset it, nothing happens. All the lights on the router are green except for the one that's like the internet, like signal router, right? Right. But it's amber, we'll say. Yeah, whatever color it is, yeah. Right. And then so I call Ryzen and they're like, you know, reset the router, do all this, unplug everything, yada, yada, yada. And then they're like, oh, I keep running these tests and it doesn't say that your box, your ONT box is receiving signal from our end. So this means we have to send the tech out. Okay, it's Wednesday evening. It's Wednesday at 4 p.m. I'm still trying to get work done before the Thanksgiving weekend. And they're like, well, when's the earliest we can send the technician out to you? Friday. And he goes, oh, geez, so no internet Thursday. No internet until Friday. Um, so I was like, all right, fine, we'll take it. You know, Friday from 11 to 1 or whatever it was. And then that's why I wasn't able to record. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's a, it's a couple of days of tethering off your phone is you really come to appreciate what good internet does. It's like, it's essentially a utility at this point. It shouldn't be treated as anything else. Yeah. You have your water, your electricity, your gas, and your electricity. Uh, I'm sorry. And then your yeah, internet. internet. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty nuts. I mean, especially given as many times as we've talked about it, this, this day and age with COVID, so many of us are, are working from home. You're literally working from home. And when your internet's out, that's there goes all productivity. Like, wh- How much work do you actually get done without internet? I'm sure there's some amounts of work, but it might not be optimal. Mm-hmm. Like for me, if I like, I had I, I need internet. If I can't connect to the internet, I can't I can't access my emails, for example. Um, and most of the work that I do is on servers. So if I can't right. connect to the servers, then that's it. Like unless I'm You're writing done. that day, yeah, it's, it's over. So um, so yeah, that's uh, that's that's super annoying. And I I I'm thankful that I haven't had internet issues in a long time because as much of like as as into tech and like computers as i am i feel entirely helpless when it comes to internet issues when it just comes to networking issues and and interacting with routers and modems and such Mm -hmm. it's like it's so much of it is just a massive black box that connects me to this great thing of the internet that it's 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 a bit embarrassing how little i know or even what what i do know how little it's it it really stacks up to the amount that i don't know so um yeah i'm glad you finally got it working or you finally got it back but that's incredibly frustrating to deal with right and so we originally also uh sort of going through this entire week we had originally had rented a car to go see my parents but that was before the new like covid wave came through so we didn't go to see my parents at all right so we and we when we tried to return the car they were like well if you return the car because you booked in on a corporate rate we're going to charge you the whole thing so it's either damned if you do damned if you don't so like we can keep the car but you're still going to pay for it so we ended up taking the car out to jersey to like go to a home depot to buy a christmas tree oh, we cool. went to uh, bed bath and beyond we went to an ikea it was great to go to an ikea on a wednesday before thanksgiving because it was essentially empty so we were able to get a couple of we were able to get like this large uh, excuse me this uh this metal and wood bookshelf that we uh 
put together and now it's sort of like a catch-all because in my office obviously there's a peloton in here so sort of the semi-workout and office room so it was, we're able to like you know put all of our yoga mats out our, our free weights uh, we have we have we bought what was crazy was um i was a sucker for these i saw that on the floor model for the bookshelf thing that they bought uh, they had created these little pine boxes that like essentially like cubbies right you can get a single shelf cubby you can get one that's like a double size and then so we bought a couple of the, the cubbies because it felt better to like you know store all these things you throw all this shit into a cubby it makes it look a little bit better organized and if it's just like sitting crazy on a shelf so well, one of the bougie things that we did was we uh we saw on a lot of peloton blogs that it's better to have a ton of face towels just so that when you use one, you're not reusing the same face towel every time you sweat and you're okay. wiping off. Yeah. So we bought like two dozen like tiny face towels and I just rolled them up and I put them all in the uh, the little pine box cubby thing. So whenever you ride, just take a new one. It's almost like we brought the gym back home. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, we had to buy a couple of lamps. Um, with the Christmas tree, we bought a wreath, but we also bought a floating shelf so that we're going to try and like create a pseudo mantle where we hang the wreath above it and then we hang our stockings underneath it. So good news overall is that, you know, the place has come together really quickly. Um, it does feel like we've been here for quite a while and it's only been essentially one week oh, yeah, that we've lived here. One week, right? Yeah. Um, but there's still a few things here and there that we still want to get done. And so it's, it's nice that it feels like, you know, we can certainly, uh, move forward without feeling like, you know, we're, we're either super far behind or, or what have you. Yeah. Yeah. That's good though. Do you feel like you've, do you feel that you're a bit more organized than before their move in some sense, because you were forced to kind of assess all of your belongings beforehand? A little bit. We didn't throw out as much stuff as I thought we would because in the time that we had lived here, we had essentially been quarantined the entire time. So we haven't like accumulated too much stuff. We certainly have more stuff than we, you know, I mean, when we moved from the studio to the one bedroom, our one bedroom was essentially like pretty empty outside of like a few large pieces of furniture. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but uh, I think everything is a little bit more organized because we have like way more closet space than we did before. When we were in the one bedroom, we had one sort of entryway closet by the main door and then one closet in the bedroom for a total of two closets, right? Yeah. But now we have an entryway closet. We have a linen closet in oh, the wow. master bedroom. We have okay. a we have a walking closet in my office. Uh, and then we have another closet in the main closet in the uh, in the master bedroom. So we have a ton more closet space. The one of my favorite parts of the uh, of the new apartment is the linen closet because we used to have to like jenga stack yeah. so many things under the kitchen sink of like this is where cleaning supplies and tools and kettle and like random bits and bobs they all go. And so whenever you open the the bottom drawer, you're like you better hope that nothing falls out. And now, <laughs> yeah. you know, with the uh, with the linen closet, we have the top area for our like a basket full of towels, and then we also have a basket full of like comforters and a bag in case someone needs to stay over. Another drawer is just cleaning supplies, so it's our laundry detergent, the dryer sheets, uh, Tide pens, and, like little things of soap that we buy because we know that there's always a run on soap when things get crazy, just like there was a run on toilet paper recently. Um, and then another row is like 
cleaning supplies that are like home based. So we have, you know, a lot of our bleach. We have a lot of our you know, any sort of bits and you know, the things in that sense. We have a ton of like uh, nitrate uh, gloves. We have the isopropyl wipes. We have uh, hand sanitizer. We have a Mr. Cl- it's like all really well visibly put away and then we have a whole shelf for tools and spare parts for things and and so it feels much more organized like you said one of the things that each of the apartments here has is they partnered up with the container store so every major closet space has the alpha shelving system where which is kind of nice you know and and you come with a you come with a couple of like basic uh, like we'll call it the basic trim package where you might get like a shelf and like the wire to like hang all your clothing. Um, but now that you have the system set up, you can go to the container store for 20% off. If you show them your like medallion or something, like your building medallion, you can get as many shelves as you'd like because they essentially put the infrastructure in. You buy a couple of shelves, you customize it to your, to your own sort of thing. But then That's when I was cool. speaking to the the super him and I are getting pretty close cause he's had to obviously repair so much shit in our apartment. <laughs> um, he goes, dude, don't buy any of the shelves. You let me know what like with shelf you want. And I'll go into the basement cause we have so many laying around that I'll just give you some. So That's for awesome. the walk-in closet, it's like a seven foot tall thing and there's only one sort of shelving in there. So I put like our massive travel suitcases up at the top. So, they're out of the way. But I was thinking to myself, well, if I can get one or even two more of these, I can like sort of readjust some of these so our travel suitcases are really far out of the way. I get another one to put all of our Christmas decorations. So our Christmas decorations, once we're done with it, like the tree, the ornaments, the wreath, they have like their dedicated storage area that's like really clean to, you know, pick up and take away. Um, right now I have like our mop. We have the leaf in our... Our, you know our, our dining table leaf that extends it it's in there our vacuum cleaners in there so it's a little bit of a hodgepodge but once we get a few more like uh shelves or whatever they're called the wire shelving racks then i think we'll, we'll sort of be there yeah um last thing i'll say is we went to the office my office uh we had to go and first get new key cards because our key cards were all expired so I wanted to go to the office and get new key cards so I could enter any time. We tried to go on a Saturday, but for some reason, the weekend officer, she was like really nervous to let us up, even though our HR later told us that everyone in the building has been told that if you're an updater employee, you're allowed to go up to get new key cards. So she gave us a hard time. So it felt like a wasted trip on that Saturday because the idea was to go down there and get stuff. But then, you know, a wasted trip to me is like such a, you die a thousand deaths. Um, but then, you know, the next day on Monday or whatever, uh, so this past week, um, I went and then I grabbed like an extra monitor from the office. So instead of the old setup that I had, I think you've seen it maybe once or twice was I had one external monitor that we bought and then a laptop stand and used my laptop as the second screen. Yeah. It, it works, but you know, a laptop screen can only get so big. And then so what I did was when I went there, I was like, hey, you know, I have one 27-inch monitor. I believe it's 27-inch. I can look it up while we're talking. Um, okay, I think I sent it to you somewhat recently. Yeah, you did. Uh, you sent it to me, uh, yeah, like just a few days ago, earlier this week. 
Yeah, it's a 27 inch. Um, and then I realized that all the uh, all the monitors in the office are 27 inch. So I asked the HR person, "It's all right if I take a monitor and a monitor stand." He says, "Yeah, yeah, sure, go for it." So I walked out with like a monitor and monitor stand, um, and I came home and I hooked up the monitor stand to my desk and I already love it because the footprint on my desk is so much smaller, you know? I yeah. wanted to get the one monitor arm or the monitor stand that could have two monitors mm-hmm. off of the one guy, but I obviously didn't have the mount to my existing monitor. And so that made me nervous. So I, I took one like standard arm that only fits the one. Uh, but now I'm sort of motivated to potentially go and figure out how to mount my existing monitor to one of the arms that they have. And in addition to that, grab a third monitor and monitor arm to have like a vertical screen somewhere. Because I like having two horizontal screens and one vertical screen. Makes sense. Yeah. And I moved my Xbox into the office, and I've been playing the Xbox a little <laughs> bit on the monitor. I was yeah. I was under the assumption, the misguided assumption, that the game would look so much better on the monitor, and that's just not the case. It's 100% not the case, because I realized I basically have a Gen 1 Xbox One. And so it's capped at 60 frames, because like, I was like, oh... My monitor has an overclock thing, and I can value the refresh rate over everything. And the refresh rate on this thing is like 144 hertz or something like that. 144, yeah. 155. Yeah. But of course, if the out, if the output of the source can't get there, yep. You know, it's like it's like oh, I have a 4K TV, but I don't pay for any 4K content. It's like yeah, you know, it's it's in the same vein of that idea. I know it's not one to one, but you understand my meaning. No, yeah, I um, do. So I'm like, why can't this? Because like, there's like streamer mode on the uh, on the monitor, so I can like have like you know the frames sort of uh, shown in the top left. And it's like, why does it keep saying sixty? And then I'm like playing a little bit of Call of Duty Modern Warfare in the uh, not the war zone, but in the uh, ground war, just to, like you know just walk around and see what it looks like. And I'm like, why does this look like those weird streamers who used to? Not play Fortnite on stretched mode. Oh, but man. Like, but you know, it's like when people play with like super weird contrast and resolutions, you're like, is yeah, this yeah, supposed yeah. to be helpful? Because your game looks terrible. And then I realized, oh, well, not only is my game not capable of outputting anything beyond 1080p, but the refresh rate's no good. And so I'm like, all right, well, I guess it's I'm kind of set with whatever it is i did read a couple of tutorials online to tell me like all right you know up the brightness lower the black uh like the uh, background yeah. black thing or whatever so I try to, itself. i'm trying to calibrate it a little bit i honestly have no idea what i'm doing it's really I'm hard just, <laughs> yeah and i'm bl- and like it's also tough because i feel like because i'm on a mac it doesn't allow me the same level of customization that a pc might hmm because um, all of the websites are like, oh, go into your control settings panel and like take all like you know you can uh, take on and off all these things. I'm like, Apple doesn't let you do any of that shit. You know, Apple's like, don't no, just listen to us. We know what we're doing. I was like, eh, I don't know. So I have this blind hope, and this blind hope certainly fueled my ability to wake up at four a.m. to stand in line at <laughs> Best Buy and Target. But like I'm hoping that if I when I get an Xbox One X, whenever that is, right, right, uh, that I'm hoping that once I plug it in, everything will just look glorious. 
it'll be in 1440p or whatever it is. Uh, and then that'll just be it. Yeah. I, I really don't know how to solve it myself. I know that the Xbox Series X will have 120 frames. It'll be native 4K, yada, yada, yada. And then hopefully my games will look better then. But I know, Reza, unfortunately, that Cyberpunk 2077 will not look as good as it could at the jump. But it's not as bad as like the Mass Effect 3 bug of, this is not my character. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm just going to... When that game comes, I will uninstall warzone to make room for it let me quick question does cyberpunk come with it it comes with a free upgrade right the uh, yes. what a smart delivery i think so. um all right cool um yeah i mean what you said is correct and it's interesting thinking about the like the 1440p resolution in general and why it ever became a thing because you don't see 1440p TVs. You really only see 1440p monitors. And I think that's mm -hmm. why the PS5, at least at launch, didn't have 1440p output resolution. Um, it, it, I think it went straight from 1080p to 4K. And kind of what we were talking about earlier this week when we were trying to diagnose the problem and try to fix it is the issue is that upscaling so like a 4k monitor effectively has uh well i actually don't know the number of pixels but the, the a 4k monitor has the same number of pixels no matter the size of the monitor so a 4k 24 inch screen has a much higher pixel density meaning the pixels are a lot smaller than a mm -hmm. 4k monitor that's like 32 inches or 49 inches and with that that might also that would also explain why when you look at your phone the image quality can look a lot clearer than it actually would on like a TV that's a similar resolution mm -hmm. because the number of pixels that are in this really really small space it just makes your picture the picture look much more fluid and smooth and yes. so the issue is that with 4K there are exactly four times the number of pixels than what exists at 1080p and so when you play on a 4K monitor or a 4K TV, which is what you had been doing over the last, I'm not sure how many years you've had that TV now, mm -hmm. basically the Xbox or the TV. Probably only about a year, to be honest. Okay, so about a year. So when you output to a 4K monitor from a 1080p source, you're basically just putting a single pixel in. You're basically putting um, a... Uh, on the 4K monitor, you're you're basically merging four pixels to make them act as one pixel on a 1080p screen. So on your 4K TV, you're effectively looking at a t looking at a 1080p quality picture. And the reason why 1440p is difficult to do is because it's not so simple to say, like it, it's a what what do we say? It was like a 1.333, you know, repeating. Uh, upscale so basically Repeating, of course yes of course of course <laughs> um there's not a simple like you can't say okay we're going to give two pixels to this um you know like your 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 1080p um picture isn't doesn't have a um a round number to allocate those pixels to which is why i think you're seeing those blurring issues or at least an image quality that doesn't look quite as good as it, as it should i still yeah, so um, I'm not sure, but yeah, when you get that Xbox Series X, it definitely outputs at 1440p. So you should it should definitely look far clearer than it ever did. And then yeah, for those games that run up to um, you know above 60 frames per second, it will be so smooth 
um, you know, I think it'll, it'll give me uh, a headache. It reminds me of the time I played Call of Duty 3 on the Xbox 360 for the first time. <laughs> that things yeah. were so smooth that I had a headache and I couldn't play for like longer That's than funny. 30 minutes. <laughs> That's and funny. I was like, oh my God. I can. No, I'm no longer a gamer. My body cannot handle it, and then I got over it, obviously, very quickly. But yeah, yeah, that smoothness is something that I remember viscerally to be like, "Oh, this is the future. This thing is like running so super smooth." And that might have been only like 30 frames a second of that back then, and that was cutting edge, you know. Yeah, I mean, high refresh rate in general is pretty crazy. It's something that you could visualize just on your monitors themselves. If you just take a window and you start dragging it around on on a high refresh monitor and then take it over to another monitor that's not high refresh with like in, in my case i have a i have a 1440p 144 hertz monitor on my right and on my left i have a 60 frames per second uh 4k monitor and just like going back and forth between the two you could just clearly see how smooth the uh the the picture is just in those in the in the moving of those windows um on that 144 hertz monitor as compared to the 60 hertz monitor so it's pretty nuts. It'll be. Uh, I think it'll be pretty cool, though. I think. I think you'll definitely like it. And what one? Uh, one of the YouTubers who does a lot of smartphone reviews, Marquez Brownlee, goes by MKBHD on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He talks a lot about the kind of revolution of high refresh phones. There are a lot of phones now that are that are having like ninety hertz refresh, uh, or ninety hertz um, refresh rate screens, as well as one hundred twenty hertz not every company has adopted this yet and so he was saying that going to a high refresh phone it made going to a lower refresh phone so like you know he's doing all these reviews so when he goes to like say 90 hertz phone he would review it and then have to go to back to a 60 hertz phone he's like even if they were even if the hunt the 90 hertz phone technically was slower if it had a slower processor everything about it was weaker than the 60 hertz phone it still felt faster as a user because it just felt like you were getting that information that much quicker than you were on that 60 hertz phone. So um, I feel, I don't know if I would say I feel similar, at least on a computer. I don't feel like it it, it translates exactly the same way in, in that, you know, the lack of animations that you're, you're seeing relative to like scrolling and such, but definitely for gaming, you do notice it. Just, uh, I will say, if you do go the route of PC gaming at some point, don't make the mistake that a lot of people do. They actually get a 144 hertz monitor, but they don't actually change the resolution on Windows or, in your case, Mac. And so they think they're using 120 hertz or 144 hertz or whatever it is, but it's actually still pushing at 60. I don't know if Mac does that by default. I know with Windows, you have to change it. Mac, it prob- I want to say Mac probably does it automatically, but... Yeah, don't want to have that problem. So you're saying that once all those things, like once I get the Xbox Series X and all that, I should still be good to go. Have, but no, I no, have no, to go into- no. You shouldn't have to do anything. No, this would be, this would be for Windows only. Um, but for your gotcha. Xbox, it should be it should be pushing out whatever. Like I don't I don't know. Like if when you're in menus and stuff, like in game, for example, um, like Call of Duty, the the uh, cutscenes are typically running at like 30 frames per second in the menu they typically do those at like 60 frames per second but some games allow you to customize it on the series x it'll probably be similar where the developers will restrict their frame rate and menu for whatever reason 
but then when you go into the game whatever you have your your like presets set to it should be optimizing for that no matter what regardless of if your monitor can actually handle it or not so like some people might say oh i want to be playing in the high refresh mode and the high refresh mode is 120 hertz but their tv can only handle 60 the game is still going to output 120 the tv is just going to only show you 60 of them so um i don't think you'll have to worry about it very much I think it'd be good to go, you know, more or less like you were saying, you hope you can plug and play. I think that'll be your experience with it. I certainly hope so. Yeah. Well, just appreciate you sitting through and listening to me quickly catching you up on the pre and post of moving in and yeah, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, just having this place be the new, uh, the, the new apartment for the next two years. And I don't. I think the next time we talk about moving, it'll be uh, closer to us looking for houses. Look at you. Yeah, yeah. That that's that should be the case for me too. Actually, I don't want to oh, yeah. give too much of a preview into it because there's literally nothing in in the works at this point. But man, I hope that's, I hope within thought, I hope right? I hope within the next year. Like I hope this is my last lease on this place, and I hope that the next place is a house that we're buying. And if it's not a house, I want it to be like, you know, a one year townhouse type of deal. And then look for something official because I, I, I am I don't like living. It's really weird. I mean, and I, I kind of meant to say this. I kind of meant to mention it when you were talking about it. But like how quickly you grow into this space that you feel is too big for you at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because, man, we are we are out of space here. It also ha- has to do with the fact that we had a you know, we had a baby who who oh, surprisingly sure. has a lot of stuff. Um but I also had my mother-in-law living here with us for 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 quite a while too. So, um, you know, space space quickly evaporated, and definitely looking forward to getting that next place where I feel like we have more than enough for a long term. But yeah, I think we should uh, wrap it up here. All right, let's do it. All right. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you.